Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Pastor Scott Wade. Thank you for joining us on Casual Conversations by Momentum Ministries. Uh, We have a privilege together this morning that we're going to share you are going to get to know my guest today at the same time that I do. I I ran across uh, this name, this person on the uh, Nazarene Bible College Communicator newsletter, and I was fascinated by Kim Dewey's story. And Kim is going to share some things with us today that I'm sure will be an encouragement to all of you. Kim, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for the invitation. When uh, when we first started communicating about this, um, you had a schedule and I had a schedule and I began to fret whether we would ever uh, get our schedules to match, but we finally have. And welcome yes. to Casual Conversations. Uh, where are you right now? I see a little bit of background there, but I can't tell where you are. Well, right now I'm I'm at the kitchen bar in my home in Peculiar, Missouri. Peculiar? Yes, Peculiar. That sounds... <laughs> okay, I won't do that. You hear it all the time, don't you? So what do you what do you do in Peculiar, Missouri? Uh, Peculiar has maybe three thousand people in it. We are a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, and the last 23, 24 years, I have been on staff at my church in Harrisonville, Missouri. I've done everything from uh, you name it. I've done everything in a, a church setting except be the missions president. Okay, so, so just go ahead and give a shout out to your your church and and uh, pastor. Let's let's put a little free uh, free uh, advertising sure. on here. Sure, it's the Harrisonville Church of the Nazarene. Uh, the pastor right now is Steve Suttles Sr. He's been here about four years, um, and we've we've been blessed to have him. He has been uh, a trailblazer in finding people that don't know Jesus, that don't know um, anything about church, uh, has started a great ministry for them on Thursday nights. And now that group of people are starting to filter into our Sunday morning services. So it's a very exciting time. Great. Well, well, Kim, I, I saw a little bit in the uh, the article that uh, that you're married. Do you have children? Yes, I married our oldest son, Nathan, lives in Ohio. He's in the Ohio National Guard. Our youngest son um, and family live in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And he is, I believe, his third year residency uh, to be a general surgeon. Oh, well, good. Good. So you have two boys and sounds like you have some grandchildren. We do. We've got uh, we have two boys and they have blessed us with four granddaughters. So that's, that's been a lot of fun. Finally got my girls. Well, you said in the article that uh, something unique happened. You received a special gift and I'm just going to ask you to to tell your story and, uh, and where it has led you in your relationship with God. Let's start out with, with something that, uh, that you received. Well, if, if I can digress to about 16 years of age, when I was laying on my bed, listening to my radio, my radio and my uh, uh, records, and um, I just decided to make a, a wish list, which nowadays we call it a bucket list. And the first thing on that was to own a baby grand piano. Um, the second thing on it was to have Kenny Rogers sing at my wedding. 
And then the third thing on my list was to play the drums. For some reason, they had just fascinated me, probably seeing them in the marching band and, um, you know, different concert venues, that kind of thing that just always really captured my attention. All right. So um, did Kenny sing at your wedding? Um, actually, he did not. But the, when I f- fell in love, I was so in love, I forgot all about Kenny Rogers. <laughs> that <laughs> makes good sense. Probably could not have afforded him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and what I did not the- end up with a baby grand piano. I uh, don't know that I've got room for it in my home. Um, and I stopped piano lessons probably in my junior high years. So I couldn't really justify that expense. And then about that leaves one, um, but about six, seven, eight, about nine years ago on Christmas morning, my husband says, well, I have something I want to show you. It's like, okay. So he took me to one of our um, upstairs bedrooms and there was the most beautiful drum set I had ever seen. And it, it didn't even occur to me what, what was happening. Cause I was thinking, oh, when the boy's going to start, you know, drum lessons or And he said, I got this for you for Christmas because I know you've always wanted to play the drums. And I thought, wow, oh, my goodness. And then I was immediately struck with fear. I was 55 years old. Uh, There was no, the older you get, the less coordinated you become, of course, (laughs) most of us. And I thought, there's no way at this age. When I was 16, yeah, I probably could have conquered it. But at 55? So I sat down and just hit it a couple of times for picture sake, you know, for the the Christmas photo album and, um, and didn't touch them again for a few years. Well, we had a pastor at that time, uh, Dr. Bill Kirkamo, and uh, we had been praying that we needed a church drummer. So we're, we're having prayer over a drummer. And when we get, get finished, she says, well, don't you have drums? And my first thought was, who told you that? Because I, I wasn't something I ever discussed, really. And he says, well, how long, how long do you think it would take you to learn to play them? And I'm I'm kind of panicking. And I said, I don't even know that I can. And he said, well, just, just pray about it. Think about it. So by the time I got home, I was getting a little bit excited. Okay, like like now I've got a reason to, to see if I can play them. And then a panic again, you know, in, in front of the church or the worship team. No, I, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, long and short of that story is I, um, a, a friend had told me to look up some beginning drummer lessons on YouTube. I had never been on YouTube, was not even sure what it was all about. And that that's pretty much been my extent of, of YouTube. So I found uh, lessons, beginning lessons, easy uh, easy cadences to play different kinds of things and it was about four months later on um, Palm Sunday that I walked on the platform and sat at the drums and of course my whole body shaking I thought I was going to throw up you know all those kinds of things that go with it so what did your, the- what did your church family think when they saw you well, walking out on the platform that that was one of the funnest things for me, I did not let anybody know I was trying to learn them because I was so uncertain that I would be able to. And I was I was not going to announce that and, you know, be the, the failure of the church and and all that kind of thing. So I had not said anything. So I walk out and sit down at, at the drums and we had uh, several uh, senior citizens in our church. 
And of course, hard of hearing, they talk loud. And this one lady who's gone to be with Jesus now at Geneva leaned over to her husband and she said, and I could hear her up on the platform, who's that on the drums? <laughs> and I heard her husband say, why, that's Pastor Kim. Pastor Kim, I didn't know she could play the drums. And of course, everybody around her could hear and they're all looking. And then, of course, I'm, I'm getting really nervous again um, as we start playing. So that was kind of how I debuted. <laughs> so how long ago was that? That was six years ago. Six years. Wow. You've been out on the platform. Six times 50 is, is uh, 300. So somewhere probably between 250 and 300 times, haven't you? Oh, wow. I guess so. I hadn't thought of it that Playing way. Playing the drums. That's amazing. Playing the drums. But the Lord has blessed me in such a way that I just, the music just feeds my soul as it does so many other people. So um, I, I just, you know, when the, the songs start, I just kind of feel it and, and just play as I'm feeling. Um, and I've been told that that's, that's very unique and that people enjoy it. And I am certainly much better six years later than I was those first few Sundays when I sat down, but I, I do the majority of the time keep the beat. So I've been told that's what's most important. Good. Well, um, you know, you run the whole thing because if the drummer speeds up, everybody has to follow. And if the drummer that slows may down, or may not have happened before. <laughs> so In fact, yeah. just recently, um, our worship team leader plays the keyboard and we had done a new song that I just loved. And uh, he turned around and looked at me when we were done with the song and, and he's very distinguished. And he looked at me and mouthed, that was too fast. <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> well, you so yes, going. that is true. So we have a, one thing. Um, it's not real unusual, but it is unusual to for a female drummer, I guess. And yes. a, a grandma drummer. Yes, definitely. That is I just say congratulations and way to go, girl. That is amazing. Oh, thank you. So thank that, you so much. That took yes. a, that took a lot of uh, courage and a certain vision from the Lord and a willingness Definitely. to uh, to follow where the Lord led. When we come back from this break, I want you to tell us some of the things that you learned along the way. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Hello there. This is John at Momentum Ministries. Get the momentum you need now. Check out our resources available at MomentumMinistries.org. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations by Momentum Ministries. Have a great day in the Lord. Thank you, Momentum Ministries, and it's good to have uh, Pastor Kim Dewey on with us today. One thing we didn't talk about, Kim, is how you ended up uh, being a minister in your church and how God worked all that out. So I just want to give you an opportunity, maybe maybe from the fact of learning the drums, what you learned along the way with that and uh, becoming a pastor, whatever you feel you'd like to share with our listeners today. Okay. I grew up in a family where my parents are and were uh, the epitome of the perfect lay couple. Many pastors through the years have even told them that. Very supportive, hard workers, in, involved, always present. And so as I grew up, I was involved in church. 
teaching caravan, teaching Sunday school, various things. As I continued through my adult years, I, I remained faithful in serving in the church. I do have three brothers that are all in ministry, and they knew that the day and the place and the spot on the altar at church camp where they felt that call from the Lord, but I had never felt that call. So I just thought I was following in my parents' footsteps as they had modeled so well for all of us. In my second district interview for my for my district license, I was still uh, trying to decide if I had an actual call because I had not heard God's voice. And um, my mother had been in the hospital prior to that. And when my husband and I went to go visit her, there was a lady that we passed in a waiting room, sitting on the floor by herself, just sobbing. So I looked at my husband and I said, I'll, I'll find you in mom's room. I, I need to make sure she's okay. So I sat down on the floor there with her and, and just introduced myself and, and asked her if she was okay. Um, come to find out the day before she had been told that her husband had six months to live. He had, they had just found out he had three different types of cancer. When she had gotten to the hospital that morning, they told her that the family had until noon to say their goodbyes because he was not going to last much longer than that. So here she had had the devastating news. All of the property was in his name. Um, so she was trying to get hold of an attorney to come do the power of attorney thing to give her, you know, her the right property and just she was just dealing with an awful lot. And I sat there and just held her hand and prayed with her and gave her tissues as she was sorting through and making calls and probably was there about an hour or so. So then when I got finally made it to my mom's room to visit her, she wanted to know what I was doing. And so I told her and she said, you would be so good at that. You know, when you speak encouragement in, into people from the things that you see, it can make a world of difference. So the couple, just a couple of weeks later, then I was in my district interview and they were asking me about my calling. And I said, you know, explained the, the story that I just shared. And one of the members in my interview committee said, well, if you're serious, the um, supervisor for the chaplains at the big hospital downtown um, goes to my church. And if you would like, I can put you in contact with him. And I was like, well, sure. Yeah, I'd love to know more about it. So we exchanged emails. And within two weeks, I was in their pastoral care education classes, um, learning how to be a chaplain. Um, that was the, like I said earlier, just, I mean, that was it. I could feel it. I could tell this is what I am made for. Through those experiences, the Lord has brought more people my way to minister to in their greatest time of need than I could ever have dreamt in my entire lifetime. I have the privilege of praying with people. They've accepted Jesus into their heart. Uh, there, there have been family reconciliations along the way. Just amazing things that, that happened when I, I serve at the hospital. As you were speaking there, I thought of that, that uh, phrase that uh, people sometimes use um, when trying to track down politicians or things that's happening in public life. They say, follow the money. Well, for you, it was follow the moving of the spirit. 
And as yes. God moved in your life, you were able to know this is what God's will is. And this is God has equipped me and verified or confirmed, I should say, by your by your own mother and and uh, doors yes. opening, the Holy Spirit moving. Yes. And so I would encourage our, our listeners to do that as well. I uh, became a children's pastor at my church, and that was when it was discussed with me that to be children's pastor, I needed to uh, be in the educational process uh, to be ordained to be a pastor. And I thought, oh, wow, my my grades weren't so good in school, but no, okay, if that's what I need to do, let's let's get started. So I received my uh, district license a couple of years after that, continued with children's pastor at one point, uh, became youth pastor. And then the next step was student ministries pastor. And, and the thing about all of those is, if you would have told me I would have been a children's pastor 10 years before that, I would have said, yeah, you got the wrong person. I love children's ministry so well. When I started that, if somebody said, well, your next step is going to be youth ministries, I would have laughed at them because that, no, that was not my thing. But every single step of the way, the Lord opened the doors. He grew me in the positions that I was in for the next step of being obedient to him. After that, I became more of an associate uh, type pastor. It was still uh, in my studies, doing my course of study for ordination. Um, and I've just always kind of been the person to fill the hole, so to speak. Um, I apparently, I have a lot of different gifts and abilities. And if, if somebody needed a substitute Sunday school teacher, well, there was Kim. Hey, so-and-so was sick. You know, can you fill in? And I... You know, I always had something close at hand that I could adapt and, and fill that need. Some of my takeaways from learning the drums was number one that kind of falls in pattern with my life is just being obedient to God. Mm -hmm. And when I am obedient, he gives me the skill set and the coordination and the love and the whatever I need for that thing. He supplies me with those things so that I can do them well, and I'm able to perform them for his glory. And one of the, the things that has been a byproduct that I, I never anticipated are the, the people that come into the church for the first time, uh, and especially children, when they're sitting in the sanctuary and see me in my you know nice Sunday blouse and my dress pants and my heels, sit down at the drums that just the look on their faces, like either she's a girl or what's she doing on the drums or really, can she play those things? You can just see all those expressions on their faces. And I'm, I'm often told, especially by women, you encouraged me so much by being up there on the drums. And that, that is something I had never expected. Just the, um, the dose of the Lord can help you with whatever you do uh, that I think people obviously sense with my age and other responsibilities that just really surprise them in a very pleasant, encouraging kind of way. Well, Kim, I, I thank you for coming on today and sharing your story with us. And I, I want to, uh, to pray for you and for our listeners that Certainly. they would 
they would uh, be willing like you to uh, to follow that dream. Father, I thank you for this wonderful story of obedience and trust, of growth and impact. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, Kim said yes to you and yes to the opportunity. And you have blessed her and used her for the glory of your name and for the good of the people that she serves. Pray you would continue to do that. And for our listeners today, I pray that the Spirit of God would continue to speak in their hearts and that you would challenge them and give them assurance you will provide and you will strengthen. Yes. So God be with them, I pray. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, Kim, I want to give you an opportunity to say one more thing, two more things, but uh, what else would you like to share with us before we go? Thank you for that. I would like to add that um, I also use that as a way to get to know uh, visitors, guests that, that come into the church. Um, you will often see me, especially if there is a teenager in the group, usually a, a young man. Um, I'll say, hey, do you by any chance play the drums after I've introduced myself? And they're usually, I haven't found anybody yet, but that certainly opens the door for me to say, well, believe it or not, I'm the drummer here at church. And so I'm always trying to find a backup. I've used that so many times as a way to introduce myself to new people, especially when I sense that they would be really surprised, you know, to find out that, that uh -huh. I'm a drummer. <laughs> so that's oh, been a lot of fun and, and, and opened the door for me to, to have more casual conversations with first time people. I do hope that the Lord will encourage those people out there listening that are just maybe too afraid to take that next step. You know, like me, I certainly, nobody likes to be embarrassed. And I certainly did not want to do that in front of my entire congregation. But if you stick close to the Holy Spirit and, and feel his thumb in your back or hear him speaking uh, to your heart, you can never, ever go wrong with saying yes. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, thank you. Do appreciate so much, Kim, you coming on with us today. I know you've encouraged me and I trust you've encouraged our listeners as well. Well, that's it for today's casual conversations. Join us again next week. God bless you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.